hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. It's good to be back here. I mean, it's been like a million years since we've been here. I think feels like that. There's been a bit of stuff going on in the world, as you know, and and uh, but I, I think it's three or four years since we've uh, um, uh, been here. Our family has grown since the last time we were here. I think that that's the family now, and I put that up because I can, because isn't it a nice-looking family? <laughs> that's what I think. So uh, that, that, that's it. this is probably the last time, don't cry, dear, this is the last time we're all sort of together for a family photograph, because some have moved away. Grace and Kyle have felt the call of God to move to uh, Napier, and they've, they've gone there, and part of a new life church there, and um, just everyone's grown up. But yeah, six grandkids. I know we look extremely young for our age, but we are now uh, uh, mama and Papa, and I, I want to tell you, I love that season of life. Isn't that a great season of life? It's just, I, 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 I just love it. May they have many more children, and uh, I, I, I just look forward to it. So that's the uh, family. And there's the new life leader, I've got to say, come to conference, speaking of family, new life conference. Please come, be there. Don't worry about the speakers, just get together with the family and uh, hang out. Enough, uh, enough said, I won't keep going on about that, but we'd love to have you there. You know, Lisa, as you were speaking um, before about gratitude and fear, you know, sometimes we forget, I, I guess, the grace and the goodness of God sometimes in our life. We, were, we took on an intern this year, her name's Bex, and we have a rehabilitation center that's connected to the church and it's, it's called Freedom, uh, Freedom Life and it takes people with addiction issues, all kinds of addiction issues. And she was a student there for, uh, she was a meth addict and she was a student there for, for, for a long time and she graduated and she said, oh, look, can I come and be an intern at, at the church? And I was like, oh, yep, we, we talked for a little while and had some meetings and said yes and Look, she's just been a great uh, intern. Bex, if you're watching, we love you. And, um, but she's been a great intern. But I remember on the first, the first day, so we're having our staff meeting. We just do our thing. You know, we're in, in there. We pull out, you know, people come in. Someone wanders in late or whatever. And we get out the guitar and we're like, you know, and, and we're, we're doing our thing as a staff. And I open my eyes as we're, we're, we're just um, seeing our song that we're doing and Bex is weeping and I, I just stopped I said Bex why are you here have we have we done have we done so uh, it's only your first day I mean it's um she, she's weeping and she says I, I she's like I, I just can't believe that I'm here I, I I can't believe that I'm that I'm in this place I'm in the house of God you know we we we, we talked about we sang that song you know better as one day in your house than a, I mean it was in one of the songs songs there and 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 she's just like I'm so grateful and can, can I just say to us today never lose the wonder yeah. you know sometimes we we, we, do, we forget what people are going through in their lives we forget how difficult it is for out there but but we, we, we get to do this every week and sometimes we can we can turn up at church not you guys but the other service yeah. <laughs> 
we can we we can turn up at uh, uh, church and 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 we can wander in and and we forget what God has done that He saved us that He's turned our life around that He He's changed us from the inside out and and Bex was just like I never thought I'd ever I mean I'm a myth addict I never thought I would be on a church staff working in this environment and again I just think in church sometimes we can just take for granted what what happens here every every Sunday we just get so used to it we get so so, so normalized to it, I, 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 and I have to. Well, we have another guy, Raphael, actually, Raphael, who's, 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 who's our um, Danica, who's our children's pastor. He, again, he he turned up at church. He's again another methodic. He, you know, who's bracelets in jail and and stuff. And he came to church by himself one day and. And I, I'd just been to a, a thing at Harvest Now with Daz Cheryl, and I had Daz's book, and I threw him the, uh, uh, the book, Anita, so I'll give it to Raphael, because he's a mess, you know, basically <laughs> give, it, give it to Raphael. He took that book, and he gave his heart to the, the Lord at the end of the service. And, and it just reminded me of when I got saved again. I mean, that as he read the book, he got so on fire. He got so pumped and so excited. It's literally changed his life. And so he turned up at the church during the week without an appointment because he's new. He doesn't know you've got to have an appointment if you want to uh, see. So he just wants to see me. He can't see me. They don't, his sister, who's the receptionist, doesn't let him in because she's like, you can't go and see Pastor Adam. He's very important. And so she's like, you, you can't go. So you know where he went? He went over to my house and he went and knocked on the door because he's like, God has radically changed him. I mean, I don't know him that well, but Anita called me and said, Raphael is here. And so I came home and we're in a two-story house and I'm opening the door and this guy who I hardly know comes flying down the stairs with his eyes all teared up. He grabs hold of me and hugs me and goes, God has changed my life. We need, to, we need to remember what that is, that we need to remember and, and once again, not lose the wonder of it. Because we can come to church and, you know, sit there and, not you guys, but up in the North Island this happens, but... <laughs> But you can come to church and, and, and you can come through the doors and go, oh, who's on worship today? Oh, they're on. I wish so-and-so was on. I like it when so-and-so does it. Oh, or who's preaching today? Oh, <laughs> they're, oh man, man, I like it. But, but we've got to remember, this isn't about us. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Francis Chan saying, somebody came came to him and said, oh, pastor, I, I didn't like the worship today. And he said, that's all right, we weren't worshiping you. <laughs> right? Yeah. We're here to worship God. See, the Bible says we're priests. Yeah. And so, so, so why should we be in church? Because we're priests. Why should we be in the room? And I get it if you're flooded online and you can't get here. 
But if we're in the, in the room, why should we be in the room? As a, why should we be in the sanctuary instead of on the sofa? Because we're priests. And what do priests do? What do priests do? We, we, we're not consumers, right? We're contributors. Priests, what's priest's job? Priest's job is to minister to God first and then to minister to people. That's, that's the priest's job. Our, our job is to minister to God first. He's first. And so when we, and we, if we could understand that, because we, 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 we believe, right, in this church and the priesthood of all believers. Three of you do, okay? So I, I said, we believe in this church and the, in the priesthood of all believers. Can I hear an amen? In this uh, we, we, we do. We do. We, we're, we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that we might declare his praises. When we understand that we are priests, it changes how we, how we approach church because we, we, we don't we, we don't just come in going oh, oh my oh, oh, oh my goodness you know who's on today or whatever no when we when we understand it's priests it's not what I'm going to get it's what I'm going to bring yeah. because I, I'm bringing my best praise I'm bringing my best worship I'm bringing my best uh, my, my best energy and so it changes how how I'm doing I was I was saying to our church because we we change we change it because I had so many people lifting lattes to the Lord. You know they come in. It's like where's this? The service has started. Not you guys, but I mean you guys are amazing. The service has started and 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 and, and nobody's there. Why? Because they're out doing their their. I was like uh, doing their lattes, and, and I'm like, people, people. I was like. Come on, our job is to minister. Because I know you'll probably have this, you know, between services, people meet people from the last service and they stop and they talk and they, they hang out. But I was like, I, I want to say when we're, we're priests, when we understand who we are uh, as priests, that changes everything. We got to uh, get out of my way. I'm not doing a lot. I'm heading into church. I've got to minister to the king. Because that's my job. I'm a priest. And when I understand I'm a priest, it's not about what I get out from church. It's what I can contribute to, into it. And, and so, so again, do you understand that will change, change the way in which you worship? You suddenly start to go, this is not the worship team. Oh, who's on worship today? No, you realize that you're the worship team. Come on. You realize and understand that it's something that I'm going to bring. It's something that I'm, gonna, I'm called to, to bring. And so I calm with that fire. I calm with that understanding that I, I carry something. And so I want to say today, never lose the wonder, never lose the gratitude, the gratitude attitude. That, 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 that's like, man, am I, oh, I have to go to church. No, you get to. Oh, we have to pray. No, you don't. I get to. I get to bring my best offering to my king. Because this, this is the thing we should understand too. I think, and this is where the church is maybe, and I'm talking, uh, you know, big picture church has maybe lost its way in some ways in that, and I, I, I'm, this is me too. I, I'm, I've been a proponent of this. And because again, we read the, Oh, I've upset someone already. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but 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 I've I've made the second most important thing 
the first. And so I've, I've made going into all the world and to reach the community and reach all of that, I've made that number one so many times in my life, but really the, the, the number one thing that we should be doing is loving Jesus. He's enough. He, he's, yeah, he, he's more, more than enough. Because here's the thing, when, when the church makes number two, number one, when, when, when we make reaching the world the most important thing, the church becomes a machine. The church becomes this thing that's got to operate and try and make happen and try and grow. And, 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 but, but understand, if we, if we go, I'm going to love Jesus first. Because the thing is, if, if, if we don't put him first, we won't put him anywhere. Jesus has got to be first. This is about Jesus. Why do we do what we do? It's about Jesus. He's changed my life. And if you're here today and you don't know him, if you're here today and you've never given your life to him, please understand here, hear my heart. There's a God in heaven who loves you and there's a God in heaven who, who desires to know you and But he is a great and a mighty God. But we must put him in first place. We must put him in first place. Jesus is enough. Tap your neighbor and say, I think the preacher is talking to you this morning. You need to know. You need to know this. He's enough. And so when we come into church and when we approach church and anything that we're doing, we, we're doing it from that point of view. The Bible says we're doing it from the point of view that we're priests and we understand our priority is to minister to, to God first and then, and then to others. The Bible also talks about in that same passage where it talks about that we're a royal priest that talks about the fact that we're, we're living stones. We're not a living stone. We're living stones. We're part, you know, people, people have said over the years, you know, I'm the church. We don't go to church. We are the church. I get it. But you are not the church by yourself. You're not the church. Oh, it's just I don't need to go to church. No, what, are you kidding me? You're a priest. We're living stones. We need to be together. Stones of what? We're part of a house that who's building? God is building. He's building. And you're just one of the stones. You're, 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 you're one body, many parts. You're just a part of that. You're not, you're not the, I just need to say you're not the church by yourself. You're a stone. You're, you're that which God is building, but that there's something powerful that happens when we get together. There's something powerful that happens when, when, when you and I understand the part in which we play. And as we are together, we are part of that which God is building. And God is building His church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And you and I, we're, we're a part. We're part of that. We're not the church by ourselves. God is doing something and the part you play here is important. The part you play here is important. 
Well, it's nice being here, here in Ashford, and it's, I'm enjoying. Hey, um, media note person, don't worry about putting my notes up. Just don't even worry about it because we can't, I'm not going there. So, I mean, I'm going to talk about something, but I'm not going to do something. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense, what I've said to you? Does that, does that, make sense? Does that resonate with you? You know, because I, 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 I know that the, as a leader in the church, you know, and, and this is the last, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world these days, and I, I just know that in the environment from when I was here, which was before COVID, a church has changed, and the people are looking for different things. They're not looking for performance. They're looking for, uh, they're looking for authenticity. They're looking and hungering for Jesus. I need Jesus. Nothing else matters. It's not about how flash we can do things or, you know, did you like that? <laughs> I don't even know why I did that, but it's just like, but, but they're not looking for that. They're, they're looking for, they're looking for Jesus. I need Christ in my life. And we need to understand that. And you see, Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, where there is no vision, people perish. What do we need a vision of? We need a vision of Jesus. Yeah. A, a fresh, can, can I just say, the church needs a fresh vision of Jesus. Usually when that scripture is preached, it's corporatized. It's, it's made out of like, well, you need to get a vision for your, for, for, for your, your business or for your, you know, and, and for your church. And, and that's important. You, you, you should get it. You can use it. But often that scripture is turned into a TED talk. To, to how to, how to get a vision for your life or for your business or for your church or, and, 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 I want to say that's not what the writer intended when he wrote that. It, is not, it was not written so that you could get a vision for your life so you can live your best life now. That's not what the writer, that's not what the writer was doing. No, when he was writing that, he, he, he was writing it to, to, to say what the vision that he was speaking of is getting a, a, a heavenly vision. We need to get a vision of God. We need to get a vision of who He is. And how great He is. And how powerful He is. That is the vision that he's, the, the, the writer, then that proverb is, is speaking of. He's like, get a vision of heaven. We can, we can see that in other versions. I mean, again, you can, you can use that passage to, there's good principles there to be able to build your business or do, you know, aim at nothing, you hit it every time. How you know you're going to arrive somewhere if you don't know where it is that you're going? You, you, you can use that, but, but that's not what the writer was doing. He was saying, get an eternal perspective. Get an eternal perspective. Get an eternal perspective. You know, when I was a young Christian, I remember I was, I, I, I was zealous as we should be, and I was going around and I was, you know, witnessing to everybody. And it was just like, you, you know, I was like Raphael, like Raphael. And, and, and uh, again, with, with, with Raphael, can I, can I just say, I, I just remembered that. Danica, 
again, who was our receptionist, she was just weeping, weeping, weeping. And, and, and so like, what's going on? She's like, you know, we've prayed for Raphael for so long. And maybe you've been praying for a son and a daughter for so long. And you're thinking, will he ever change? I mean, they had to keep him out of his house because he would steal from them all the time. He was in jail. He would steal and steal and steal. But in one moment, God changed his life. Come on, if he can do it for him, he can do it for you. Who God was is who he is. Who Jesus was is who Jesus is today. The same Jesus that did miracles that we sung about then can do miracles right now in your situation and in your family and in your life and, and, that, and that son or that daughter that's far away from God, just like Bex, just like Raphael, he can, he can do it. But you know, when I was a young preacher, people would say to, say to me, and they, they, would, they would talk to me, and they would, they, they would say, that's what they'd say, mate, you need to watch out that you're not so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Has anybody heard that? Have anyone had that say, uh, say, say that to you? It's like a, back in the day, it was a common Christian. You're, you're, you're so heavenly, you've got, we've got to watch it, mate. You're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Can I just tell you today, the church is so earthly minded that maybe it's no heavenly good. Why? Because it's lost its vision of eternity. It's lost its vision of that which is, is that it should have its eyes on. And I want to, again, just in these few moments that we have together, again, just say, come on, it's time to restore our vision. Yeah. It's time to get a fresh vision of eternity. Can I hear an amen? amen. You know, I use this example and it's, 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 it's just... Makes sense to me. Uh, it's if this is eternity, every problem that you're having, every difficulty in your life that you're struggling with right now. In fact, all the problems. If you if you look at that, that's it. If this is eternity, if it just goes on and on and on. If if you look, this is your life. In fact, not only is this your life, this is the entire human history from be, from beginning to end. This is all, everything, all of mankind, every problem, every difficulty, every struggle, every war, every battle, every victory, every loss. Every part of it can be summed up in this moment. And we can get so focused on what's going on right now. We can get so focused on that which is happening in our lives now and we, we lose sight of eternity. And, and I'm not saying the problems of this life are not important. I'm not saying the problems are, are, are not things that we have to be dealt with. I'm just saying and reminding us today that life has many choices, but eternity only has two. And so what we do in this, what we do as, you, as, you, as you've heard, the, you know, when we, when, when we die on the tombstone, it's, 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 you have when you're born and when you're died and then there's the dash and we do life and what? A dash, our life is summed up in the dash. And I'm just saying to us today, we need to get an eternal perspective. We need to understand afresh that this life that I'm in is not all that there is. This life that we're part of is not all 
that there is. Thomas Carlyle said this. He's a philosopher. He said, he who has no vision of eternity will never get a true hold of time. It's so true. Beloved, when we as, as the church lose sight of eternity, where we, when we forget where our gaze should be, when we lose our focus on the, uh, we, we start to focus on the here and now rather than the hereafter. I, I just want to say life can quickly lose its meaning. I, I, and I, I want to encourage us here today. Let us be ones who focus Focus heavenward. Colossians tells us to set our hearts, the King James Version, it uses the word affections. To set our hearts and affections on things above. Colossians 3 verses 1 through 4. Set our hearts, our affections on things above. Where do your affections lie? What are you affectionate about? It says set your hearts and your minds on things above, not on earthly things things we need to get a fresh vision of eternity we need to fix our eyes as Hebrews says on him who is seated at the right hand of God we need to get our hearts and minds on things above why? Because our young people are growing up in a world that is teaching them there is nothing more. And they are nothing more than a product of evolution. No purpose and no meaning. They're being taught this life is all that there is. No wonder we are facing the biggest mental health crisis we have ever seen. We should be hope carriers. PhD John Hawthorne, who is a focuses on metaphysics, he said, The science can give us know how, but it cannot give us the know why. Our young people today need to know that they were born and created in the image of God. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. That their life has meaning and purpose. That they are not a cosmic accident. That, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. They need to know that if there's no, no God, then there's no purpose. But if you know God, you will know purpose. No God, no hope. But if you know God, you will know hope. We need to get a fresh vision of eternity. You know, in these days, we are so afraid of upsetting people or being offensive. Lance Havner said, we, we were so afraid of being offensive that we are not effective. 
We need to get an eternal perspective. Tozer said, if we, if we do life like that, we end up with a Christianity so watered down that if it was poison, it wouldn't kill you. And if it was medicine, it wouldn't cure you. We need to get an eternal perspective. We need to say, Jesus, it's about you. And as a priest, as a living stone in this house that you're building, I want to make it all about you. For your glory and for your praise. Would you stand? Friend, if you're here today and you haven't given your life to Christ, let me tell you, there's a God in heaven who loves you. You might be going, well, pastor, you just don't know how bad I am. Friend, I want to tell you, the gospel's not about how bad you are. It's about how good He is. And see, the beauty of the gospel is not that it's not that you have to change to, to find Him. The fact is, if you... If you if you would give your life to Him. He's not saying to you, change and then you can follow me. No, He says, follow me and you will change. He's made a way where there seemed to be no way. We can't buy it, we can't earn it, we, can't, we don't deserve it. We need to just give our life to Him. And I would encourage you today, give your life to Him. But for us here today as the people of faith, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And to us, the priesthood of believers gathered in this place today and those watching online, we today say, Lord Jesus, give us a fresh vision of eternity. Give us a fresh vision of things above. Let our goal be like that of Paul's. Let, 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 let our goal be that which is focused heavenward, not on things of this earth, but on heaven above where Christ is seated. And the Bible also says we are seated with Him. Let that be our focus. And here's the thing, you know this scripture, if we seek Him first, all other things, every other need, every other situation, every other thing, that's, if we would seek Him first, that He'll take care of everything else when we make Him number one. And so in this church, in this congregation, in these called out people today, we again say, Jesus, we place You in the highest place. We fix our eyes on You, author and finisher of our faith, seated at the right hand of God, we worship you. Father, change our hearts. We're sick of being consumers. Help us to be ministers, not only in the house of God, but in the marketplace. 
wherever we are, help us understand our role as priests. Declaring the praises of Him who brought us out of darkness and into His glorious light. Help us to be that in this place, in Ashburton. That your house would be filled and your name would be glorified. This we ask in the powerful and mighty name of our risen Savior, Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. would you give a clap offering to our King? Be the ministers that He's called you to be. Reach your world and make a difference for Jesus. Thank you so much. Privilege to share with you. God bless you. Thank you.